0: Welcome to The Discourse, a short-form, one-on-one interview show with actors, directors, writers, and other industry folks. I am your host, Mike D'Angelo. On today's episode, we have Will Poulter who is having an outstanding couple of years with Bandersnatch, uh, the Black Mirror episode, or Midsummer, or the Underground Railroad, or Dopesick. And now The Score, which he's currently out promoting, and I got to talk to him for. uh, Not to mention that he was recently cast as Adam Warlock in the MCU and shot a Guardians of the Galaxy movie uh, with James Gunn. So to say he's on a hot streak is an understatement right now. But let's talk about The Score, which is a film by Maliki Smith and stars Will alongside Johnny Flynn, who you may know from Lay Mid. or Lovesick or Stardust or The Outfit Uh, they play two small time crooks who just committed a heist and drive out to a secluded cafe to finish their big score Uh, basically it's a small independent crime thriller slash rom-com slash musical you know that kind of movie that we've seen a million times Uh, not really so it, yeah, it's very unique in that I'm sure you might not have seen these genres blended in this way before. And the music, which is written by Will's co-star Johnny Flynn, uh, is very different from typical musicals. If I had to compare it to anything, I'd say it's similar to a band called The National, which I love. Uh, so it feels like this small, passionately handmade, unique indie film with a wonderfully charismatic Will Poulter performance at its heart, and it really holds together uh, and shows you how he's ready for superstardom. So we mostly talk about that film, but for Marvel fans like myself, I do get a couple of questions in about Adam Warlock and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and even It, which he almost played Pennywise. Um, he obviously can't say much about Guardians 3, but I think he said it's one of the first time he's talked about it, so there's that. Before we get to our chat, I've got to tell you that the Discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist. This podcast Bingeworthy, which i'm also a part of also be real deep focus the fourth wall and more it can be heard on itunes anchor fm soundcloud stitcher and now spotify follow us on itunes or any of those and you'll get this podcast as well as our other shows regularly be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating as we very much appreciate it okay let's shoot over to my conversation with the very kind and talented will poulter So yeah, right at the top, I'm a big fan. Just want to thank you for taking the time to speak with me.
1: Oh, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So we're here to talk about the score, which is hmm. delightful and so very unique and rests almost completely on your charisma and chemistry with your other actors. So oh, congratulations thanks. on the film first I of all. Thank
1: you.
0: So let's start with how the project came to you and why you ultimately, you know, kind of said yes to this.
1: Yeah. Um The script kind of landed on my desk out of nowhere. And um, I completely fell in love with it. You know, I think to to sort of take words uh, out of your mouth there, you know, I I thought it was so unique. It was unlike anything I'd ever read before. And it was so characterful. um, It was so entertaining. It was so funny. It was so full of pathos. And I couldn't really box it. I couldn't find a genre to describe it. Um, I was, it was sort of impossible to label. And that was a huge part of its charm, I think. Um and um when I found out that Johnny Flynn and Naomi Aki were involved, it was kind of a it was kind of a a no-brainer for me. I think also knowing that Maliki was going to direct it was a real comfort because to me, you know, the person who wrote that script had to direct it. There was obviously such a clear vision in mind and you know, it was it was it was very clear on reading it that that was someone's baby. You know, it really felt like it had been kind of reared, nurtured and really kind of taken care of up until that point. So only right that, that you know, Malachi kind of, yeah, continued to sort of deliver it. And uh, I was just delighted to delighted to be offered the part of Troy, which, you know, I, I kind of fell in love with him. He was so much fun to, to play and different to anything I think I'd, I'd done before. So, yeah, very easy decision
0: right. and And, like you kind of alluded to, it's it's not really easy to peg down. It's a heist movie. It's a musical obviously Mm -hmm. you kind of shined in your waterfalls moment and we're the millers which i loved but uh how confident were you like coming in here in in like your actual singing skills were you like i need to get like a, a voice trainer
1: i don't know i mean not that confident i was pretty
0: i was pretty scared um
1: to be honest with you especially as obviously you know johnny flynn is a professional musician and you know he he wrote and performed all the original music so and obviously the audience have an idea of what that kind of sounds like in their head. But I think Naomi and I were both, and naomi who's got a brilliant voice, we were both very, very lucky to have kind of Johnny sort of, you know, steer us in the right direction and give us some sort of coaching. And he was in a way our kind of, vocal coach you know prior to shooting and we did a couple of days in pre-production that were really really helpful um where we you know pre-recorded the songs and gave ourselves a kind of bedrock for all of the kind of performance elements that you know fall under the umbrella of musical
0: yeah like you said johnny wrote the songs were they already written when you came on were you able to listen to it like with the script or was it like that that came way after
1: yeah, amazingly, not only were they all written, but they were already recorded, and, and some of them belonged to albums that Johnny's had for a couple of years. So um, the, the, the music was kind of retrofitted to the script, but I think by Maliki's own admission, the, the script was somewhat inspired by a lot of the music, and it was sort of freaky how some of these songs that were retrofitted, I mean, you could think were sort of purpose-written for, for these characters it was it was it was actually often the lyrics of the song were were a genuine guide for me and naomi in a scene you know if we reached a kind of bit of a crossroads or we felt like we were in a cul-de-sac you know emotionally we'd sometimes refer to johnny's songs because they were like a really really great kind of um, guide, I think, for for the characters' journeys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because Johnny's th- these this is his music, and obviously he's starring in it. It must have felt kind of like his baby as well. How how hands on was he with with Maliki when it comes to behind the camera stuff? Was he able to kind of let him do his thing, or was he like kind of protective of some of this?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I suppose I suppose yeah, Johnny's kind of the other parent in the equation, and yeah. he was a really Johnny did a really really wonderful job of i think helping naomi and i you know consulting on all of the music elements you know he scored i think the entire film he scored the score as well wow uh and he did it. he did a like a fantastic job of handling his own character and all that responsibility and also kind of allowing maliki to to sort of carve it out in his own vision um you know the way johnny conducted himself on on set and kind of wore the the many hats that he wore was sort of exemplary really
0: I'm always curious when I see these musicals, especially like indie musicals, I'm always curious how they execute the music of it all. Are they singing live? Are they just lip syncing or, or was it a mixture of both? What, what was it here?
1: So this was um, this was kind of a sort of a combo. We, 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 we pre-recorded a lot of the songs um, and then we would um, we would sort of perform the songs live and we would be kind of taking the sort of best of both. Yeah. um so uh that 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 was kind of the way that we we went about it um we found that like if we lip-synced generally speaking just with the way that we were hoping to kind of shoot it it wouldn't necessarily sort of read as authentically um and you miss an element of the kind of authenticity in the performance when when you're lip-syncing um but yeah we we, re- we pre-recorded takes before shooting and then and then we'd we'd record whatever we got on the day
0: as well interesting Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, just like stepping back to the uniqueness of it all. One thing I kept thinking, it's just like truly rare that a movie is as unique as this, even within the genres themselves. It's unique to musicals. It's unique to crime films. It's unique to like an indie relationship drama. How much effort was put into making sure that, you know, what was unique about it in the script translated on the screen was that something that you guys made sure that you were like having a touchstone with or was it just there you know what I have to say it was just there
1: it was just there like Malachi's script was was so good that we sort of were in that really kind of rare position where we sort of felt like okay the humor's here the heart is here how do we kind of just translate that you know earnestly uh you know into into the performances into each each scene and so I felt like if we kind of just stayed true to the characters on the page then then we'd be in a position to kind of yeah deliver that that sense of uniqueness without having to kind of force anything and uh it it was it was it was a blast to do as well you know I think that sense of fun that we all had was 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 really kind of energizing um through what was kind of you know, a pretty a pretty tough shoot during during the pandemic, and uh, yeah, we we all, we all had a blast.
0: I mean, it looks like it would have been like one of those summer camp kind of things because it's like a tight little crew, tight little cast, mm-hmm. tight little crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like a unique experience.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, we were tucked away in this little corner of the English countryside. I think we're all very grateful to be working outdoors and just working at all. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, And uh, it really was. There was like, you know, very much summer camp vibes with uh, with music involved.
0: Now, we're all kind of watching your career uh, with great interest over here, uh, as many people are. I would literally be choked if I didn't touch on Guardians, Volume 3, <laughs> uh, in which you play Adam Warlock. I guess I just want to ask how familiar you were going in with that character and, and how long you know you might have been in, in talks with Marvel for this, because this one's been in in a long time in the making.
1: Yeah, I guess I started, I, I said the first audition back in June of last year. And that was the, that was the first time I auditioned, and then I kind of got the role in september I think and then and then started shooting in December wow. um, so you were specifically
0: talking about that character adam warlock
1: um I didn't know initially what character I was auditioning for. um I kind of knew sort of um closer to the time who who i was I was reading for and then um yeah, although I wasn't familiar with Adam Warlock beforehand, I was very familiar with. Guardians of the Galaxy and it was kind of my my favorite planet within the Marvel Universe if you like um just a huge fan of the tone and the creativity and of James Gunn's work and and of so many of the actors you know that I, I now get to call colleagues which I'm very grateful for um so yeah to have any kind of part in in that
0: world is uh is very very cool for me yeah I love the Guardians world that James Gunn created mm-hmm. um And obviously, you know, this is a role where you get the benefit of like trainers and people that will help you with your diet. And I'm sure you sure you've been brought, you know, rumblings of what the Internet has been uh, saying about your, you know, transformation into whatever MCU will, if you will. But Mm -hmm. I'm curious, one, how have you been reacting to like the Internet's fascination? And two, how is the experience of actually, you know, going through that?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, man. You know, to be honest, I'm, I'm hesitant to talk about it only because I don't know what it looks like yet. <laughs> like, I have no idea of how I ended up looking. You know, I did not go and check out the monitors. Uh, you know, um, uh, all that often. So, oh, I, I just
0: met your body transformation. It felt like you, you kind of like swelled up for this one. You worked out a lot,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. I just, um, I, I don't know how it translated. I suppose. On oh, screen. interesting. Yeah, right. So, I'm sort so hesitant to talk about it too much, but um you know, um, that, that was kind of part and parcel of the, of the preparations. And, um, you know, I will say I couldn't have been kind of better supported by Marvel and, and the team of the team of people that I I work with, like it took a, a, a large number of people to help me get there. It's not something I, I did on my own. And um, yeah, but, but, you know, when, when the film comes out, I'm hoping to be able to kind of talk about it a bit more candidly. Of course,
0: of course, yeah. obviously, I'm sure there'll be a, a shot in the first trailer, but uh, at right. this point, it kind of goes without saying that Marvel doesn't really introduce characters like Adam Warlock for like one off events. Did you sign on with a bunch of films in your contract or is it just like one at a time?
1: I don't know. I honestly don't know what's what's in store for me. Um, I'm, <laughs> uh, waiting to waiting to find out. And that's the that's the honest truth. Um, sure. But, you know, um, needless to say, I'd I'd love to I'd love to sort of go on a journey with that character.
0: Do you get to use finally use your accent with this one, or do you have to kind of go with a different voice altogether?
1: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not allowed to say actually, <laughs> even uh, the accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't. I I've sort of been sworn to secrecy over pretty much pretty much everything. In fact, this might be the most I've ever said. So <laughs> understandable,
0: understandable. Yeah, so- yeah. It's obviously a huge, you know, role for any actor's career, but you've also come in, you know, you've had a brush with other roles that were uh, potentially huge as well. You were cast as Pennywise the clown for a while, which you had to drop out due to scheduling. I mean, how do you look back on instances like that where it would have been, you know, a big role for your career, but it ultimately, you know, didn't come to pass.
1: Yeah. um, You know, I think uh, lucky to have been considered for that and, um, you know, and, and, and so we've had that role for a period of time. Um, I think anytime that's happened and it hasn't worked out, um, you know, it's always been for um, good reason. And, um, you know, whether it's, whether it's scheduling or another role or, you know, uh, sort of, yeah, you know, some, some, some other reason, but those, those tend to be the, the, the explanations. Um, but, uh, you know, very, very grateful that I've uh, date I've had a chance to kind of dip my toe into you know, different kind of genres and, and, and um, different sort of styles of filmmaking and, and television and, um, you know, uh, it's something I'm keen to just kind of try and continue doing so long as I'm able.
0: Yeah, you really haven't pegged yourself into one type of role, have you? Your career has been very uh, varied when it comes to the roles you choose.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been lucky in that respect,
0: for sure well the score is no different it is super unique and like i said rests on your shoulders very much so and it works really well so i want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me about it and once Bye. again for our listeners uh, i'll just say it releases exclusively in theaters on june 3rd and on vod the following week on june 10th will again big fan thanks for talking mike appreciate it thanks a lot man